I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. G'day guys, welcome to the SC Playbook question and answer podcast. Tim Williams on deck for this week's episode. Crazy, crazy week of Supercoach for us thus far, starting with obviously the Anzac Day games being played on a Tuesday, sent lockout back to Wednesday, teamless Wednesday, teamless Tuesday went back to Wednesday, it's just been absolute chaos, so uh, busy, busy one, and it's not going to get any easier because key players this week, Nathan Cleary, Tom Trebojevich, under injury clouds, we know, we believe so far, it's been reported that Nathan Cleary, even if he does play, he won't be goal-kicking, that'll be Stephen Crichton, Tommy Turbo obviously in major doubt himself, so... Look, it's a difficult round of Supercoach action for us. Normally on the podcast, I would start with the questions from the SC Playbook subscribers, but this week, I think because it'll probably help with a few questions going forward, I'm just going to start with my trades and my skippers, which I would normally leave for the end. So first things first with them, I've said this a few times this season, but we've had to, staying extremely fluid they could absolutely change tomorrow and they could change on Saturday. In in fact, there's every chance they will. So that is due to the concerns over certain players, lots of different factors that can play out. I'm going to start with my captains for the week because Nathan Cleary just looks like she should be such a set-and-forget skipper against the Tigers this weekend. He's the obvious choice, but there's talk of him being rested. He obviously got the niggling groin injury that saw Stephen Crichton kick last weekend. Cogger's on the extended bench. He could come in for him. There's also the issue that even if Cleary does play, if Cogger comes onto the bench, he could get an early rest if they get out to a bit of a lead against the Tigers. So, captains-wise, this is where it gets so tricky. You've obviously got Nico Hines, who's probably the second-best option playing tonight. The Thursday night, first game of the round against the Cowboys. (laughs) I find it very a very risky play to try and go Nathan Cleary skipper because to do so, let's assume all the people that are running Nathan Cleary and Nico Hines, which by this point should probably be most of us. To do that, you would have to start Nico Hines in your reserves and have Nathan Cleary starting at halfback. Now, this means that if Nathan Cleary does pull out of that game late against the Tigers... You've got him stuck at halfback, which means you're forced to cop an auto-emergency this week. Not only that, but it also means that you would miss the opportunity to captain or even vice-captain Nico Hines. So I think you're playing it a little bit risky. So what my plan here is around skippers, I think I'm going to probably vice-captain Nico Hines tonight against the Cowboys. I don't mind the straight skipper option. However, the Cowboys, both sides, they're playing for the Paul Green Cup tonight. So the Cowboys are going to be so fired up for that one. They showed a bit of ticker laid on against the Knights last week. So I think that it will be. There'll be plenty of passion in the game. The Cowboys defensively should be all right. While I still think Nico's the best player, he's a skipper outside of you know Cleary for the reasons you know we've mentioned before. 
it does make it a little bit of an issue. So what my personal plan is, ever, lots of teams are short at hooker or front front row this week. What I can actually do is vice-captain Nico Hines, and if he goes big tonight, let's say, I'd probably say at a minimum 120, I'd probably be looking more at, at maybe 130. I have got Tapani and Stefano Udicamano at front row with Christian Welch and Pele on the bench, both not playing. At hooker, Certainly my weak position this week. Sonny Luke is playing for me. Harry Grant is on my on my bench there on the bye. So if Nico goes, let's say probably more 130 plus, I can bench either of Stefano or Sonny Luke and play Welch or Grant. And then that will give me an auto-emergency, which I don't love. But at the same time, Stefano or Sonny Luke are you know, more than likely to probably be my, my AE, any, or my AE, my lowest scorer anyway. So... The concern with Sonny Luke is that we know he doesn't need a lot of minutes to, to score well, but he's also in a little bit of doubt this week. With uh, He's believed to have a, some sort of like ongoing hamstring concern, which he's had for a while, hence the, the reduced minutes this season and limited opportunity. So, look, there's also a chance that maybe if they want to rest Sonny Luke this week, they will, and, and he drops out as well, in which case I'd have to take an eight hooker anyway. Anyway, back to it. So, yeah, if Nico Hines goes really well tonight as my VC, I'd probably sit one of those two. As I said, if Sonny Luke misses out, I'd be forced. I'd get a free crack at the VC loop anyway. Uh, if not... It's it's not a free crack, crack at the vice, Captain Loophole by any means, but it is a decent crack at it still. So leaning towards vice-captain Nico Hines, if he did flop, my captain would probably then go on to either Joey Manu and James Tedesco. So where we're at there with my trades as it stands, because this is likely to change based on, you know... So at the moment, I'm holding Tom Trebojevic. The way I see it is... I think it's as much mental as physical Tommy Turbo looking restricted. And we all saw, you know, Stefano run him down last week in a short little uh, space, I suppose it was, when he had a chance to score a try, end up setting a try up off the same play. I feel like if there was too much of an injury aggravation concern for Tommy Turbo, there's no way Manly would play him, especially as they're sitting second on ladder. So if he does play, I just think it's more him going, I am not going to stretch out. I need to get through games, build my strength up. So my thinking is a game against the Titans, good matchup. He scored well this season anyway, despite a few lower weeks. I don't love any of his fullback replacements. James Tedesco is one that I'm eyeing. Obviously, at a really cheap price, about 560k. The Roosters have some nice games coming up in a row. So let's say Tommy Turbo does play. I'll be holding him this week. Now, plan A trade-wise. I've really wanted for a while to get Dylan Brown into my halves, the last few weeks in particular, just since he's basically bottomed out in price. So I'm looking at getting Dylan Brown in for Isaiah Katoa. I just think Brown, with that buy coverage, is really promising. He plays the three major buy rounds for the Parramatta Eels. And I think we're just scratching the surface of him so far this season. He's averaged 64 points so far. Parramatta have had a really tough draw to start the season. The first five rounds in particular, then they went Tigers and Doggies, uh, and then into the Broncos last week. Hasn't scored a try this season, Dylan Brown. Not only that, he's only had one line break this season. A handful of line assists. So he's had two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, about 10 try assists, but a lot of them have come off kick, so he hasn't even been getting a lot of line assists with it, and he's still averaging 64. Parramatta... 
barely have a tough game through until about round 22 when they play Melbourne again. They have the Knights this week into the Titans, into the Raiders. Bunnies round 12 will be a tough one. They then play the Cowboys in the first major bye week. That will they'll be missing players due to Origin, and they're struggling. They've got Manly round 16. You know, ladder wise tough, but you know I'm not overly convinced on them. So it's a really good draw. So I like Dylan Brown to come into my side for Isaiah Katoa. The other trade, Ellie Katoa. Uh, we believe that obviously the Storm playing two games in all. 11 days because of his concussion and being a Category 1. I need to confirm that, but it does sound like it was a Category 1. So he'd be missing for two weeks. So a little bit of a reluctant sell for me, Ali Katoa, because I was, I, you know, despite a, a few down weeks, I was, wasn't an issue in my side, but probably has to go. So Ellie Katoa, this really gets a little bit interesting, possibly Tyrone Peachy. Uh, I, I need to free up that cash to go Isaiah Katoa to Dylan Brown at 5'8 and strengthen that position. Look... As far as I'm concerned, if Peachy does play this week as named, he's second row forward. If he can keep that spot with Isaac Tungo out long term, he's got his game's very conducive to super great scoring. He offloads, he tackle bust, he has a high work rate. The Panthers have two nice games coming up on the trot. You know, particularly the Tigers won this week. In his first game of the season was against the Raiders. He scored 43 points in 22 minutes. There was a try there and some attacking stats. So obviously that won't be entirely the norm, but he slots in a really good position on the left edge there. 289k. Hopefully if he can notch a few more games at centre, he'll be dual, get given that dual 2RF CT dub when the next round of updates come in, which I believe is round 12. Look, of course there's job security issues, but as it stands, he's beaten out McLean and Jenkins for that spot. So hardly the perfect trade, but I think he'd be a relatively solid player in teams as well if he does lock down the 80-minute um, centre role for the Panthers. So at the moment, that's the way I'm leaning there. Just a little interesting one uh, to note. I'm not going to do it, but one to keep an eye on is just Raymond Fatale Mariner, who a little bit odd in that he seems to have fallen down the pecking order a little bit this season at the Doggies, was made captain, I believe, at the start of this season, and just not quite getting the minutes. So he had the injury a couple of weeks ago where he scored four points in three minutes against the Cowboys, but he's bottomed out at, what, $330,000, obviously available at 2RF. He's priced now on a 31-point average. The issue being that the last two weeks coming back from that injury, he's played 43 and 40 minutes, so... He's dropped 140k in his starting price. You need him to get back to that 60 plus minutes. So whether that that may happen with match fitness as it comes, but the fact that he hasn't been playing, you know, the 60 plus, even with the the injury sort of crisis in the forwards at the doggies, is concerning. So look, I wouldn't be going on him this week, but just one to monitor in coming rounds. Now, just quickly, Plan B. If Tommy Turbo does get ruled out or we get, you know, some negative information on him and his injury and, you know, continually being restricted, uh, what I think I would boost. I think I would go Katoa to Brown, other Katoa to Peachy, and then my third, I'd probably boost, which would be my third trade of the season, going Tommy Turbo to James Tedesco. I think the Roosters with a nice few games coming up. If you can slot Teddy with his ceiling in, uh, it's worth doing that boost for. And Turbo, you know, if he misses this week, who knows how many more games he'll miss. Teddy, not ideal, obviously, with Origin looming. who missed the three major bye weeks there. Roosters have some buys there regardless, but I did look after Origin 1. The Roosters don't play till the Sunday, so with a bit of luck, Teddy would be backing up at, uh, that following week. On that same week, if uh, Manly do have the buy as well. 
So that's what I'm looking at so far. As I said, keep trades very fluid the next couple of days because things could change dramatically. Who knows what may or may not happen there. Guys, before we get into our questions, and I've just spent the first 11 minutes of the podcast talking about trades and skippers and all that sort of stuff, but uh, hopefully helped out there. Uh, we have linked up with Sequel uh, for the rest of the, the NRL season. Now, Sequel, I touched on them last week, and so did Walsh in his round review podcast on the weekend. Basically, they're, they're a community centre based out of Canterbury Earlwood, the Canterbury Earlwood Caring Association, in fact, community centre, and they're there to help uh, people that are having some struggles with their, their punting and any gambling problems. And I think after just speaking to Gareth, the CEO there, who's a lovely, lovely fella, his heart's really in the right place. He's got a great thing going there about trying to, to help people out who, who are struggling with their punting. The main thing he told me was that, you know, to have a problem with your punting, you don't have to be someone who is punting way too much and not being able to afford it and you're going bankrupt and your your finances are in all sorts you might just find yourself of a weekend, you know, trying to put $5 a game on a same-game multi uh, per game. All of a sudden, you start doing 10 Then you start doing 15 and it's just getting out of hand. Or, or you put one on a game, and then you think, oh, you know, there's a good one here. I can do it 100 to 1. You put a bit more on that. So, you know, as I said, it might not be crippling your finances, but, you you know, it's just starting to get out of control and you need to get on top of it. Guys, reach out to them because Gareth's a lovely fella. It's a great organisation. And as I said, it doesn't have to be a massive problem gambler, but, you know, it's nothing to be ashamed of. You can get get a bit of a hand. So to do that, you can email Gareth at gareth.w at sequel.org.au. That's sequel, C-E-C-A-L. Or there's a phone number there, 0295594013. Get in contact, contact with Gareth and the team there, guys, and uh, yeah, you won't look back. So let's get on to the questions for this week. First question from Lachlan asking, DWZ, Dallin with Tennis Lesniak, obviously needs tries but could get them this year. What are your thoughts? Don't love Dallin as a buy. 437k, so he's pretty cheap, but he's also awkwardly priced. Negative six break even off the back of scoring 99 against the Storm on Anzac Day. Scored a double there. Look, basing 25 Chris first two games. The Warriors obviously look quite good this year, but they're also dealing with injuries of their own. They're quite light on this this week in particular. He's just never really been super coach relevant. Averages the past four seasons of 42, 53, 40, and 36. Roosters this week, then plays Penrith next week into the Doggies, then the Warriors have the bye. Then they play, well, the Broncos in round 13. So he's got a little bit of bye coverage there. Plays two of the three major bye rounds. I I just think at the price that there's, there's better players, not so much at the price, but... Even for a little bit more of an upgrade price-wise, there are better players at C-Star with higher ceilings, better runs, more proven in that position. So uh, not for me, but, mate, back yourself. The Warriors are firing, so if they continue to do it, you could be going all right. Question from Tom. Sloan or Sevo? I've been really reluctant sort of to comment too, too much on Sloan this week, even though he's the most traded-in player in Supercoach. Reason being, he's a roller coaster. He could get 150 this week or he could get five. I don't know. His base is horrible of 18 per game. Back-to-back scores of 90 and 85, but two of the three weeks before that, he scored 15 twice. So, you know, it's impossible to predict with Sloan. He needs the attacking stats. Doggies this week, Tigers next week, then Cowboys. Really nice draw. Negative 38 break even. So, look, worst-case scenario, I think there's cash incoming. 
So it's, it's certainly not a bad trade. I would be nervous about playing him in my 17 this week. He's awkwardly priced. Look, not for me, uh, but at the same time, my CT dubs a little bit stacked at the moment, especially if we've, we're including Taruva this week, who, under a bit of injury cloud, but as it stands, expected to play. So really have to play him against the Panthers, against the Panthers, against the Tigers, I should say. Not for me, Sloan, but as I said, he's going to make good cash, and we know he can go big. So not a terrible one. So him v. Sivo. Scored a lot of tries this season, Sevo, as he tends to do. He scored four doubles already, averaging 57 points, despite that's who scored. Ten tries, ten tries in eight games. He doesn't really have the work. He's got a base of 20, which really irks me about Sevo because he's so big, so strong. I wish he was having more runs per game, but he's so good for his supercoach scoring and so good for Parramatta and their yardage. I think he needs to up it pretty cheap at 578k, 40 can produce. As mentioned before with Dylan Brown, great draw coming up. Look, of the two, I'd probably go Sloan just because he's about to make a ton of cash. And Sevo just not convincing me at this stage. So, yeah, I'd go Sloan of those two. Particularly, obviously, as a short-term play. It's a long-term play, maybe Sevo, but short-term play, Sloan. Next question from Bloomer. What are your thoughts on Sipley as a front row forward option? Any reason why he scored well the last two weeks and it won't continue? A bit of a guessing game with Sipley as well because, yeah, first two games of the season hasn't he been terrific, particularly super coach wise 358k, negative eight break even. Back-to-back scores 51 and 63 in 43 and 44 minutes. Based 41 and 42 in that time. I mean, look, last week was a 44 minutes possibly inflated minutes, and that is due to a couple of injuries. Tommy Turbo played 70, so it went off with 10 to go, but Brad Park went off 41 minutes. Prop forward, uh, Sam Finer went to centre, I believe, or, or in the back line there. I, I might be wrong. I'm pretty certain he did when, when those injuries happened. So maybe some extra minutes there for Sipley, but as I said, he played quite well, so maybe he retains them. Obviously, there'll be a key watch on the team for Manly this week because... You'd think if Tommy Turbo does play and he's under a bit of an injury cloud, you'd nearly have to bring have to bring KO Weeks into the onto the bench as a smaller body, which would be great for Sip I mean it'd be great for Sipley, but also to Sipley keep his spot. Probably, but maybe not. They've got plenty of forward depth there. So look Yeah, if he keeps it up, sure, but I I, I it's just a very small sample size there, so I'm I'm not overly convinced on that one. Question from Pete. Better trade-out out of Stefano and Kepi. I mean, for the same reason I was mentioned, four forward bench and whatnot, decent forward depth. Kepi doesn't look great. I would be in... I mean, I'd be... It's a tough one. Great question, because I'd much prefer play Stefano in my side at front row forward each week, if required. Kepi, though, is, what, about 65k cheaper, so there is more money to be made in getting rid of Stefano. I'm just sort of looking at round 13, which Manly play. Jake Chaboyevich likely to be on origin duty there, potentially Ola Kawatu. So there could be some decent minutes and decent coverage for Kepi for round 13, whereas the Tigers do not play that week. If you, I think my answer there is if you've got forward depth and, and you don't really need Stefano as your third or fourth front row forward, I'd be flipping Stefano. If you, if you need... 
like everyone's struggling at front row forward at the moment. So if you're a bit weak there and, and you need to play Stefano as your second front row forward or even your third, I think he's a bit safer despite. I know he's only on 33 and 37 the last two weeks, but I don't hate what he's putting out. We know he's got to try in him from time to time. So, yeah, that's the way I'd be leaning. Question from Matt Seeker. Hey, mate, would you boost for either Croker or Sloan if Cleary is out, or would you play Taruva instead? Taruva, left wing, Penrith Panthers versus the Tigers. Tigers are paying about 1,000 to 1 in this game. Their middles have actually been all right this season, and scoring points through the middle, not a big one. It's the edges of opposition teams killing them. So uh, if Taruva plays, he's playing in my 17 for sure. Next question from Tom Adams. Worth the boost. Ellie Katoa, Zach Hosking, Reese Walsh out. Dave Fafida, Britton Nicara, Terrell Sloan in. Hosking is going well. Probably not a trade, but I've heard a few whispers around as well that they'd love to give him a rest or play in reduced minutes this week or when possible as well. I don't know if that's due to dealing with any niggling injuries, but we saw him play reduced minutes last week, so is that what they want going forward? Maybe the 50-60 minute man? Look, I don't know. There's just so many question marks around that Penrith team, but Ellie Cattell is fine to trade out. Reese Walsh, I think I can understand the sell there. There's a lot of money to be made in him. Like He's sort of maxed out in price, tough draw coming up possible origin looming, but if he doesn't play origin, which, look, if KP's fit, I think he's the fullback for them, and Walsh probably isn't there, but he could sneak in his 18th man or something as well. But the Broncos play around 13, so he could be an enormous extra number there. Uh, I don't mind the trades, mate. Dave Fafita's on a tear. Nikara on a tear. Fubo's <laughs> on a tear at the moment, but the other thing with Nikara, I think you're really paying top dollar for him. Like the trades, don't love them. Going through the questions now, Sammy in the Supercoach group, one of the few blokes nominated to look after the late mail thread for us. Absolute legend. And he's thrown a photo off of Penrith. Penrith posting a picture of Sonny Luke throwing a pass. Bathurst, ready to rock and roll. A bit of sugar added onto that one via me. But, yeah, so hopefully Sonny's good to go. In saying that, for a free VC loophole, wouldn't actually worry me too much if he wasn't, but... If he does play and plays right minutes, again, it's obviously a good matchup against the Tigers there for him. Question from James. Ruben Cotter or Max King? Already have Taps and Welch. Uh, if you're obviously looking for your second front row forward this week, I like Ruben Cotter. I think down the track, the, the Doggies will have some forwards to come back. To be fair, the Cowboys do too. I just think you're getting Cotter at quite a good rate at the moment. Named start this week, although that could shift again and go to the bench. That being said, he, he played off the bench, I believe, the last two weeks. 65 and 55 minutes. Back to that scores of 76 and 80. He had 72 in base on the weekend. 590k. I started the year with Cotter and then he got injured. So I think Cotter's the play. I like him. Obviously, there's the origin concern that he will play for the Maroons and we'll miss some action there. So take that into consideration with your side. Question from CH. What are your thoughts on CNK? I've dead said just poked myself in the eye. Ouch, good form. He misses three out of the next five games of footy. Do you think flicking him to somebody like Sloan or another midi short-term might be the go? Yeah, poor old Charns. He's been so good for owners when available, but just can't take a trick. Uh, obviously, concussion-wise, the, the risk, obviously, with the head knock as well is I think he's had a couple this season. Does he miss you know extra games? Do they take a cautious approach with him? 545K, look, you've got some good value out of him. He's made 218K. 
what have they got? So misses this week. He'll miss the, the following week as well, like Eli Katoa before. That that quick two games in 11 days for the Warriors. Unfortunately, he will miss both of them. So back for the Doggies, then they have the buy in round 12. Obviously, the, the allure there is to hold on to him for round 13 that he plays. But yeah, I think missing two on the trot at that much value, I'd be looking to cash in Charles Nickel Klukstad. Question from Maddie. Looking for a second gun at front row forward to partner with Tappany. Welch to AFB or someone else? Lots of people really keen on AFB. I chatted about it on the SC Playbook podcast last night. I'm not that keen on him. I've owned him a lot in the past, not a lot in the past, but a couple of times in the past, and something always seems to go wrong with him. Like, can find just a, a small injury. Total games by year. Like, he, he's played, what, 21 games last year, decent, hasn't missed a game this year, so going well enough there. The years prior, 15 and 15 games. So, I just look at it this way. Backcut scores of 79 and 102. He scored tries in both of those games, had some real serious attacking stats there, played inflated minutes on the weekend, 71 minutes against the Storm due to the injuries in the game. Scores prior to that, 52, 38, 54, 67, 79, 47. Not the best. 605K now, neg two break even. Look, look, I don't mind him as a buyer, but I don't love him. I'd, I'd probably go into other, other forwards, even Ruben Cotter. They play round 13. If you're looking at it as a buy coverage option, yeah, maybe solid, but I don't I don't love Fanua Blake as a buy. Moving on to... Uh, and yeah, I said, regarding Christian Welch, I think he's a solid enough hold. I think he's got under 50 once this season. Not going big, but he's a very solid second front row forward option. But at the same time, like you, you know, people who have Welch and Payne Haas there and you need to get rid of one of them, Welch on the buy. There's no harm in getting rid of him this week. Question from Damon Askey. Hey, mate, thoughts on Ellie Katawa to Dylan Brown and Khan Pereira to AJ Alex Johnston? Yeah, I like it. I do like it. Alex Johnston, you know, look, we say, we've always said rocks or diamonds with Alex Johnston, but he really hasn't been too many rocks in the last couple of seasons. Average 68 last year, 73 the year before. He just, even on the weekend, he scored 90 points and he didn't score a try. I know he had some attacking starts, a try assist there, so a lot of line breaks, but he's going to get those line breaks and tries with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. So, look, he's bottomed out at basically 568k. Tough games coming up, Broncos and Storm. Then he has the Tigers, then into Parramatta. He'll play round 13. Yeah, look, I think he's a really solid pod play. Alex Johnson, break even 22, and yep, rate it. Question from Dylan Mullen. Is it worth bringing in Luttrell this close to origin? Uh, the big question, isn't it there, mate? His jaw isn't amazing, but it killed me not jumping on him last year, so I don't want to make the same mistake. I hear you there, mate. It would be for Walsh. As good as he'd been, I don't think he scores well with his jaw over the next four weeks. Yeah, I mean, I am not doing it just because of his price now. And as I said, Origin, look, I'd pay up the 900k for him because of what he's capable of and how well he's playing. But you add in the two tough games coming up, Broncos and Storm. You add in Origin where you'll miss, obviously, 13, 16, 19. The Bunnies then have the buy in round 20 after Origin 3. So he'd miss 13, 16, 19. And then add into that the chance of him getting rested coming off the back of Origin. I mean, regarding the draw, though, he went on a tear last year, 
despite the difficult options. So he's pretty well fixture-proof. He just turned up against Penrith, for God's sake. So, look, to be fair, draw probably shouldn't be too, too terrifying. But, yeah, I, I'm not going to do it, mate. But I understand the move of Reese Walsh to him. I, I tend to agree with Walsh that he's at his peak price and the tough draw coming up. So, look, I, I think there's certainly nothing wrong with that trade. Cup red questions around for Big Red, Corey Horsburgh. The great man. So... One was from Rob, and one was from Anthony. Big Red provides dual and great buy coverage. Last two weeks, is, is it his new role or too risky with Ricky Roulette? Your Raiders knowledge is required. Uh, look, mate, I, I don't have the answer in as to whether or not that will be more permanent. We'll see what we can find out. Do a bit of digging there. Be yeah, a 71 minutes on the trot, round six and round seven, for scores of 56 and 62. Bases of 52 and 60 in that time. 480k, plays round 13. Raiders don't have a buy until round 16. Yeah, I mean, maybe I just... Ricky Stewart, who knows what that bloke's going to do with his forwards. He chops and changes them all the time. 71 seems like a lot of game time. Uh, maybe that persists going forward, but what we've seen with Ricky in the past and his willingness to chop and change his forward minutes around, I'd probably say no. That being said, at the price, you're not going to go too far wrong. If you need a second front row this week... I think, yeah. That, look, there's probably worse trades there, mate. I don't mind Big Red. Sammy, back for more action. If we get word that Cleary is out, am I crazy to think trade him? Would be down to deal bags and still have bulk cash to upgrade. Only three weeks left, not kicking origin thoughts. Yeah, look, I tinkered with the idea as well, but I don't know. Not for me. He's got a nice matchup at Suncorp Stadium next week against the Warriors. Then two tough weeks against the Roosters and Panthers before the round 13 bye where he becomes a potential sell. There's every chance he does get rest over the origin period, especially if the growing niggle does continue on. The Panthers do play on the Sunday afternoon against the Dragons after origin one. So it's a pretty good, it's a five-day, no, I don't think. It is a five-day turnaround there against the Drags. I mean, not only him for that, that's out at Penrith as well. Not only him for that game. Ugh, that looks a little bit scary to me, so... It's not mad because of what you can do with the cash, but, yeah, look, I, I, I'll i be holding on to Nathan Cleary, so not for me. Question from Deadly. Would you consider a good round 13 number? What would you consider a good round 13 number of players to be this year? I think 13's achievable. Uh, to be honest, it's cool this year that it is. I, I like what they've done with the 13 players. It takes your best 13 scoring players, so we don't need to go ham and tear our sides to shreds about trying to tra- track down 17 active players, sort of narrows that gap between head-to-head and overall a little bit where if you don't, not obsessed like myself and also suppose a few playbook followers and going all in on planning and all that, you don't fall, shouldn't fall too, too far behind if you don't buy a plan overly well. So uh, I, I think there's you know no reason why you can't be aiming for 13 for that round. Question from Chad. Sharky's looking like they have a good run from here. Is Will Kennedy a shout for Turbo here? That's got to be Chad Towns, and he'd be a playbook follower for sure. Maybe. I love Will Kennedy. I need such a gun. I also love the way the Sharky's using. They're absolutely lethal in attack, and they just love that sweeping play, and he's on the end of all of it. He scores, he's got so many tries. He's already had two hat-tricks this season, and as you said, decent draw. What Cowboys this week, tonight... Dolphins, Manly, Knights, onto the bye in round 13. So it's a good draw. He's 676k, averaging 75 a game. 
Look, I, 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 I'm not doing it, but yeah, as a pod move, I'm, I'm not against Will Kennedy at all. Question from Maddie D. Gee, there's some Maddies in this chat. Bought KO weeks a few weeks back, thinking he'd keep covering for Schuster and Turbo and play round 13. Other hooker is Grant. Should I prioritise getting another hooker in or just go with my planned trades of Warbrick to Croker and Welch to Taps and just have the AE for hooker? Have you to command him on the bench if needed to cover Welch? I would hold on him for now, I think. KO weeks. And the reason being is that if Tommy Turbo's out this week, I think Weeks probably plays fullback for starters against the Titans, and he becomes a very viable play for you, not just like a plugging a gap at hooker, but a very decent play. If he doesn't, I think you get a free crack at the VC loophole where you whack it on Nico Hines, and if he flops, you know, you can go someone else. So it's a decent play there. So, yeah, I would... And even if Weeks doesn't come in, Tommy Turbo plays... I would probably just cop the AE for one week, mate. He 285k, so there's not a lot of value in there. Grant will be back next week. I'd, yeah, I think I'd probably just cop the AE. Question from Joel. If you have avoided the carnies of this week, would you look at saving trades knowing everyone else has to use two or boost just to make a 17, or you'd trade to get your solid team even more solid for the buy coverage? Mate, without seeing your full team, uh, I can't really comment You know whether your team needs changes. But firstly, if you've avoided the carnage this week, good luck to you. You're absolutely humming. And if you're happy with your 17 this week and everyone else is burning trades, and like, yeah, you're happy with the players that are playing for you, mate, by all means, save trades. Good luck to you. Well played. Question from Hobbsy, Mully Tarlow or Critter? Love the guaranteed money on Critter, but is Mully Tarlow worth the cash? I have never been that hot on Critter as a supercoach buy. However, this week is different with news that he'll kick goals again. Against the Tigers, if they put a score on him there, he could kick 10 goals, score a few tries. He's already got a neg 17 break even. You know, maybe he kicks goals again next week against the Warriors at Suncorp. I think he's a a pretty decent play this week. I don't see too too many knocks on him now. As I said, now that he's kicking goals for at least this week, so plenty of points potential, goal kicking in ta- in hand again at least for this week. So I would lean towards Critter. I struggle with the Sharks backline. Kennedy's uh, who I, we spoke about before is probably the exception in that he you know he chimes in all over the place, but. Out of the four outside backs, Ramian, Katoa, Mulitalo, Sifa, it's just so hard to predict who's going to get the attacking stats there. So I I don't mind. Yeah, Critter is a buy this week, actually. Question from RK. Silly question, but if I'm starting Cleary and he gets ruled out after Heinz has already played on my bench, can I swap them so I don't cop an injury reserve? Mate, no such thing as a silly question. Don't worry about that at all. It can be a very tricky game at times, Supercoach, especially if you're a bit newer to the game. Uh, but no, we t- touched on it at the, the start of the show, but if you start Cleary and, and he gets ruled out and Hines has already played, you cannot. So you'll be copying an AE for Nathan Cleary. Rightio, guys. We'll wrap that one up for the SC Playbook question and answer podcast for round nine. Hopefully things pan out for us this week and Cleary plays and Turbo plays and the Supercoach gods are just friendly to us, Taruva plays, etc., etc., Uh, But as I said at the top of the show, stay fluid, stay flexible with your trades. 
all the way through the weekend. Keep an eye out on Late Mail, the SC Playbook subscriber-only WhatsApp group. We've got the Late Mail thread there. The boys are doing a great job getting all the news into there as it drops. So keep an eye on that one. And, yeah, good luck to everyone in NRL Supergate Round 9 and have an absolute cracker of a weekend. Cheers. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app. You can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with Code Program for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code Program.